What have Game of Thrones and Coronation Street got in common? Well, they're both examples of pop culture, they have vast, huge audiences, and they can help you engage with and communicate with your customers. Welcome to episode 207 of the Marketing and Finance Podcast. This is the podcast for ideas and inspiration on marketing your business and growing your business and for discussing topics on all things finance. I'm Roger Edwards, a marketing guy and keynote speaker from Edinburgh. Talk to me if you want to cut the BS and the complexity from your marketing strategy. Welcome to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. I'd just like to thank you for downloading or streaming the show. I really do appreciate you taking the time to plugging me and my guests into your earphones. This week, it's just me and the mic, and I'm going to be talking about pop culture. But before we get into that, I just want to tell you about my online consultancy service. And the reason I want to tell you about it is because a couple of extra spaces have recently opened up. If you need help with your marketing, you want to talk about growing your business, maybe putting together a marketing strategy, a simple marketing strategy, of course, maybe planning your content and social media, we can have a chat. I can help you. You can pick my brains. We could even have a coffee over online video on Skype or on Zoom. The sort of things that we can explore together would be putting together a simple marketing strategy for your business, developing a content marketing and social media plan, creating and developing your social media profiles, launching your product to your customers, recording and launching your first podcast like this one, using live video in your marketing communications, and maybe building your blog. If you need help with any of those marketing topics, I'd be delighted to have a chat with you. All you need to do is visit rogeredwards.co.uk and get in touch. There is a cost, of course, but you can book by the half hour. We can do it online, on video, so you don't need to travel anywhere. We can get right into the nitty-gritty of your issues, come up with a plan, and aim to grow your business. So if you're interested in one-to-one online consultancy, do please get in touch. So let's talk about marketing and pop culture. Now, I know the world is divided into two sets of people, those who've never watched Game of Thrones and those who absolutely obsess about it and know the names of all the characters and can explain at length the intricate plot points that have been expanded out over nearly eight seasons. If you're one of those people who's never watched it, please bear with me. I'm not going to talk about the program itself. I just want to talk about the implications for our communications with our customers. I have to admit, though, I am one of those people who has watched it from the very beginning, love the intricate plotting, and love the way the characters have developed and, in quite a lot of cases, have died over the course of eight series. And, of course, the new series debuted in the UK a couple of weeks ago. Well, in fact, it was transmitted first in the United States, and to avoid the potential spoilers that get spread out all over social media, Sky Atlantic actually have been broadcasting it in the UK at the same time as it's broadcast in the States. Problem is, that's 2am. So what I've been doing is I've been using my Sky Plus to record Game of Thrones at 2am, and then I tend to watch it relatively early on the Monday morning so I can avoid the spoilers that come through Twitter and LinkedIn and Facebook and all the other social media channels. 
apparently 14 billion people watched the first episode of season eight. So it just gives you an idea of the vast, huge audience that follows this program. And it's the same with other TV programs and films. It's the same with Coronation Street, Doctor Who, Avengers Endgame, which is just hitting cinemas at the moment, programs like Downton Abbey, Line of Duty, EastEnders, and the equivalent soap operas in other countries. The tentacles of popular culture encircle most people. Almost everyone, whether you're a Game of Thrones fan or not, will be affected by pop culture of some sort somewhere. That's why it can be such a powerful way of communicating with your customers. And I'd like to tell you a little story as to how I realised way back in the past, the absolute power of pop culture. So let's take a little trip back in time to the year 1999. Yeah, almost 20 years ago. At the time, I was working for a big financial services company in Edinburgh, selling life insurance, critical illness and income protection. And I was in the period of my career where I was very immersed in PR, very immersed in communicating directly with the consumer and coming up with interesting messages to sell what was, and still is, a pretty dull product line. I mean, most people are not that interested in buying life insurance and critical illness and income protection. It's a grudge purchase. So anything you can do to stimulate their interest in that product range is always going to help sales activity. At the time, I'd been married about six years. We used to watch Coronation Street. I have to say, I don't watch Coronation Street anymore. I just got fed up with it in the end. But 20 years ago, we did regularly watch Coronation Street. And in fact, in those days, it was probably only on maybe twice a week or three times a week, as opposed to pretty much twice a day that it seems to be on now. Anyway, one of the characters in Coronation Street at the time was called Alf Roberts. He was one of the most popular characters in the show. I think he'd been in it since the beginning, since the mid-1960s. So, of course, he'd been in the program for over 30 years. So had a lot of fans who'd effectively seen his character develop over such a long period of time, an entire generation, in fact. Alf was a mayor of Weatherfield. He'd been married several times, but... He was happily married to Audrey Roberts. Now, they had a New Year's Eve party. To cut a long story short, everybody was partying. It was New Year's Eve. The build-up was coming towards the New Year's bells. So the camera panned into the clock on the show, showing that it was five minutes to midnight. Alf was sat in his chair. Everybody else was partying, dancing, getting ready to welcome in the new year. And, of course, the camera lingered in on Alf. And you just saw his hand sort of drop down a little bit and you thought, oh no, Alf's died. And nobody else realised. Everybody else was welcoming in the new year. The clock chimed. Happy New Year, old Lang Syne, all of that sort of thing. Everybody partying away. And the programme finished with everybody partying away in the background. And the credits just went up slowly, almost silently. And you thought, Alf Roberts is dead. Now, in the show, after that, the episodes picked up an interesting storyline. It seemed that Alf Roberts had a life insurance policy. And Audrey, his wife, decided in the programme, and it's fiction, of course, in the programme, to claim on this life insurance policy. And it was in the narrative of the show. She claimed on the life insurance policy, and the insurance company, the fictitious insurance company replied to Audrey in the show and said, sorry, we're not going to pay out the life insurance claim because Alf died, or we think he died, after the stroke of midnight. 
and ALF's policy was term insurance, so it ran out at the stroke of midnight. And if he died afterwards, then the term of the policy's run out. Sorry, Audrey, you ain't getting any money. Technically, a term insurance policy does work like that. You take it out for a specific period of time. 10 years, 15 years, 25 years, 30 years. But it does have an end date. And technically, if you died after the end date, then you wouldn't get any money. Now, in fairness, in the show, it wasn't really clear whether Alf died on one side of midnight or the other side of midnight. But I'm sitting there thinking, this fictitious life insurance company is being a bit unfair, isn't it? It really is being a bit unfair. Nobody could prove whether he died before midnight or after midnight. So wouldn't they just pay out the claim? And of course, I had to remind myself, you're watching fiction here, it's not real. But it did get me thinking, what would we have done? What would that financial services company that I worked for, what would we have done if we'd have been faced with a similar situation? So I went scooting in to see my boss that day. And I remember knocking on his door and going in and saying, I think we need to send out a press release about Coronation Street. And my boss looked slowly up from his coffee with a sort of puzzled look on his face. And I said, well, Alf Roberts died in the show and He's got a life insurance policy and the life insurance company is refusing to pay out the claim because they say he died after midnight and the policy was only effective up until midnight. He's still looking at me incredibly confused. And I'm saying in the show, the life insurance company is being portrayed as the bad guy. Audrey might have to sell her house. She's got loads of financial problems. If the life insurance policy had paid out, she'd be fine, but it's not going to pay out. So do you realise that 17 million people, 17 million people watch Coronation Street and therefore 17 million people might think that that's how life insurance companies would behave. So I'm thinking if we send out a press release and say, look what's happened to Alf Roberts, if he'd had a product with us, we would have paid out. Here's an opportunity for us to jump onto that story in that example of pop culture and explain to the customer that that's not really what would happen. Now, my boss obviously didn't think this was a good idea. In fact, I could tell by the look on his face that he just thought that I was being really stupid. It was just in the look in his eyes. And he said, Roger, just just not a good idea. We, we haven't got time to do that sort of thing. Nobody's interested. And I'm standing there thinking, yes, they are. 17 million people watched it. But of course, I couldn't convince him. We didn't send out a press release. And I still believe to this day that Alf Roberts's death added to the perception that a lot of people have that financial services companies always try to wriggle out of paying claims, will always try to avoid it if they can. And even though it was a fictional character in a fictional show, because of the strength of pop culture, it can influence what people think. And we should always be aware of that. Ever since that experience, I've always been much more of a champion of using pop culture references in the marketing campaigns that I've been involved with. As I became more senior, of course, I was the one who was able to take the decision and I didn't have a boss laughing at me when I was coming up with these ideas. And okay, definitely these days, most programs don't have audiences of 17 million in the United Kingdom. Although, as I said before, the launch of Game of Thrones Series 8 
was watched by 14 billion people across the world. But let's just assume that we're focusing in on the UK. Most programmes these days don't get audiences of 17 million, but they're still pretty high. You know, you're still talking about 8 million, and 8 million people is still enough to form perceptions. 8 million people is still enough of a target audience to craft your messages to. Sticking with financial services, a couple of companies that I know well have really been successful in tapping into these pop cultural references. Cura Financial Services, run by Alan and Catherine Knowles, both of whom have appeared on this podcast in the past, were very successful in using The Walking Dead in a campaign for their financial advice business. Like that company I was working for 20 years ago when Alf Roberts died, Alan and Catherine specialise in life insurance, critical illness and income protection, and they came up with this really clever campaign where they looked at the characters in Walking Dead, like Rick Grimes and the Governor and Negan, and actually said, what sort of insurance should this person have? You know, should it be income protection because they're getting injured a lot, or should it be life insurance because their character got written out of season three, of course, came back as a zombie, but we'll leave that as it is. And it was a really quirky campaign, fitting in very much with the quirkiness of Cura as a business. And it struck gold. It really put them on the map. Catherine effectively used it with social media and got people talking. What sort of protection insurance would a character in The Walking Dead need? And Cura followed this up a year or so later with a Game of Thrones orientated campaign. Now they called it Game of Gnomes. And again, they were trying to get their customers to associate themselves with some of the characters in Game of Thrones. And again, ask the question, what sort of protection insurance would a character in Game of Thrones, or in this case, the gnome, need in order to protect their lives. And again, it was quirky. It had these interesting little cartoon illustrations of the gnome. One of them was called the snowman, and that was quite obviously Jon Snow in the um, actual program. And again, it was a great campaign for social media. People shared the images. People encouraged their friends to fill in the questionnaire to find out which character they would be. And again, I'm sitting there thinking this is such a good way of tapping into the pop culture phenomenon and making it engage customers, making them think about things relevant to the industry and the products and the services you offer and engage them in a conversation. Nucleus is another company that successfully tapped into pop cultural references. Their leader, CEO David Ferguson, has also been on this podcast in the past and they've successfully used zombies in their marketing and also the most successful one, they tapped into the Star Wars phenomenon. In fact, I think they tapped into the Lego Star Wars phenomenon. But again, it was a good way of engaging with the customers, giving them recognisable cultural icons to start up a conversation about a product, financial services, which actually is a little bit dull. Now, of course, there are going to be copyright issues if you start using characters from high-profile TV shows and very, very expensive blockbuster films, and you might end up having to pay quite a big royalty fee in order to do that. But sometimes there are ways of doing that cost-effectively. Always check, obviously, don't leave yourself open to a lawsuit, but there are ways of getting in there 
and making it work for you. Catherine's example of using gnomes, game of gnomes, is gr a great example of how they avoided the copyright issues. And I don't know if you were, if you offer a cake shop, you you might be able to run a campaign called Game of Scones or something like that. But there are always ways around it if you're creative, or you could just use it as the start of an article or a blog or a vlog or a podcast like this. Pick something that happens in your favourite soap, something that happens in an episode of Line of Duty, something that happens in the latest Avengers film. It might even be a pop song with specifically useful lyrics. You could use that as the introductory story in your article or your vlog or your podcast and then use it to demonstrate the power of your product or your service. In fact, I used to write a blog for one of the financial trade press magazines in the UK. I think it was IFA Online. And I almost set myself these mini challenges of saying, OK, how can I get a Dalek into the article this week? Or, or how can I talk about uh, Led Zeppelin's song? Or how can I talk about the latest episode of Star Wars in that article? And how can I make it relevant to financial services and actually, a lot of the time, it's quite easy to make that connection because so many people can associate themselves with those pop cultural references. And it might seem like a really sad thing to do, but the next time you're getting involved in your favourite soap or sitting back immersed in the latest episode of Line of Duty, maybe discreetly have a notebook by your side. So when something incredible happens in that show that might trigger an idea in your mind from customer communication, quickly write it down, get it on paper, and then later, after you've enjoyed the show, think about how you can use those pop cultural references in your marketing. Hope you enjoyed this little canter through my thoughts on how to use pop culture in your marketing. Next week, we'll be back to the usual interview format. So thanks for listening to the Marketing Finance Podcast, and I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Thanks for listening to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Do please look at the show notes at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MAF for links to the apps and topics and books we discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Simply visit rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash iTunes and leave a review. I'll catch you on the next episode. In the meantime, keep marketing your business to keep growing your business.